Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. It's the flagship station of Hornets Hoops, and uh, they're back tonight. They've got the Hawks, the last game before the NBA All-Star break, and uh, we're excited about it. 6 o'clock pregame right here on the flagship. I've got you at 6 alongside Travis T-Bone Hancock. An hour of pregame coverage, as we do every single time out, and uh, I will say that the tenor and the excitement has elevated the last couple of nights. I mean, we like our jobs. We like talk, talking Hornets basketball and doing the pregame shows for a living, but uh, man, these last couple of times out have been a whole lot of fun, and I, I suspect our next guest also feeling a bit of uh, that that fun. We've got Hornets head coach Steve Clifford with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline ahead of tonight's game against Atlanta, and uh, coach, I, I, it looks fun out there the last couple of times. I know you love basketball and you have a good time most of the time, but these last couple of times out have been a, whole, been a blast for us. How about you? Oh, definitely not. I mean, and, and um, you know, really, I, I think what's happened is obviously we brought in some, uh, you know, five good players, uh, four, four of which are very experienced. Um, they've been around, um, very high IQ, very skilled. Uh, but the other part of it is we've really played hard on defense. And so we've been balanced. I think the interesting thing is when I sit and watch the film, the thing that probably stands out to most people is the ball is really moving, right? But to be honest, the efficiency has been at the defensive end. Our offensive efficiency has only been okay only because of the turnovers, and that'll be a big part of tonight's game also. So if I go back to Thursday's trade deadline, um, you know, that's how we got here, of course. A couple of deals. Gordon goes to Oklahoma City, uh, P.J. Washington to Dallas, and, you know, back comes the players that you just mentioned there a second ago. Mitch Kupchak was responsible for that. Um, Shortly thereafter, a couple of days later, we find out that, you know, Mitch is moving into an advisory role and that the organization is now looking for uh, his full-time replacement. Just in terms of, you know, Mitch's last moves there at the deadline to reshape this roster and your experience working with him, over the past couple of years, how would you characterize all that? Uh, Mitch and I have a phenomenal relationship. I mean, I've known him for a long time. I worked for him with the Lakers. Uh, you know, we've stayed in touch uh, over the years. He's a great basketball guy. I've learned a lot from him. But I've really enjoyed, you know, working for him. And, um, you know, so, you know, on this, I mean, he's still going to be a part of things. Um you know, and again, I mean, he's, he's he's such a great basketball guy and a great friend and, and someone that, that, that I'll miss. And uh, so, you know, in terms of, you know, what was done is, you know, we brought in, again, five new players, four veterans, and Trey Mann was a very talented younger player who's actually played quite a few minutes. And, you know, what we've done is we've become, you know, much more depth, uh, and then really high IQ and, and a lot of skill on the floor. And there's a lot that obviously has to be played out. But, um, you know, what I've liked is we're unselfish, we're moving the ball, and we're also trying hard on the defensive end. And as you know, if you want to win consistently in this league, you got to play well in all aspects. 
So, and I want to get right back to your roster here in just a second, but you said something that's interesting there. Mitch on Friday, I guess it was. Mitch talked to the press on Friday. And when asked about ownership, new ownership's involvement at the deadline, he said, you know, I'll be honest, they're, they're shockingly knowledgeable about the players in the roster. That's the phrase that he used, shockingly knowledgeable. Um, you know, we're still learning about new ownership, but, uh, you know, I, I always say when, and I mean this, you know, when I talk basketball with you, I feel like I learn something each and every week. And, and so I was curious if it was interesting for you to hear that, you know, if you've observed that in your meetings with ownership, when Mitch, when a guy like Mitch, who I know has forgotten more basketball than most of us will ever know, says these guys are shockingly knowledgeable. You know, I think that's interesting. Cliff, what do you think about that? Well, they are, you know, I mean, I, I haven't spent as much time with them as Mitch has. Um, and obviously I was not involved in any of the trade meetings or anything like that. But I mean, you know, I have spent quite a bit of time talking with them and look, they're basketball junkies. Um, they watch a ton of games. I think they, you know, they'll, they'll work at it. Um, but they, you know, they have a love of the game. They have a passion for it. And so when you're sitting and talking to them, uh, I would, I would agree with him is they have a good, uh, they have a good knowledge base of this league and, and of the players. Um, and I think they also, they have a very definitive idea of what they want, what kind of players they want on their team. Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, one of the new additions, Grant Williams, was uh, on our station this morning with Mac and Bone, and, and I loved it. Such a great interview. Um, really fascinating young man with a fascinating background, right? His dad was a bodyguard for Prince, worked in security management, and his mom was a NASA engineer. And he's from Charlotte, played at Providence Day, and so clearly it means something to him uh, to be coming home and playing for this organization. What have you observed about him already, and, and what does he bring to your locker room? I mean, I, I think this league, so much of it, the guys that are hard to find now are guys that you know are going to play hard uh, and they have good IQ. And he's, you know, has both of those uh, aspects of his game. I mean, he's very smart. He's very, if you see him, he's super verbal on the floor, which is so important, as you know, to help your teammates play well. Uh, he also... Uh, has a, you know, he's he's played in big games uh, for Boston deep into the playoffs and played well. So uh, he's a talented guy. He's super smart. He's super competitive. Uh, and he's had great experiences. And I think he's already bringing that to our team and into our locker room. Uh, Del Curry jumped on the show with me two days ago, and we talked about a whole lot of stuff. But one of the things that came up was uh, Vasily Misic, and I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. I think I've got that right. But uh, he said that he had looked at Eric Collins last week in OKC, and he had been watching v Misic in, in pregame warmups, and he said, man, that guy can play. And Eric said, how do you know that? He just said, just watch him. Yeah, I, I just know we can play. And fast forward here, I guess a week and a half later, we've seen what he's done already in a Hornets uniform. Um, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I knew of him, but I, I didn't know extensively about his background. I knew he was a former EuroLeague player of the year, but man, what a fun player to watch. How much did, did you know about him before he showed up? And uh, what do you think we've seen so far? Well, I didn't know a lot. I watched some film on him, you know, once the trade was made. Um, but he he plays to me. I mean, I don't know if this is a fair – I don't like making comparisons. But, you know, when you're a young kid, my dad was a coach, and the first thing he used to tell us was catch the ball and take a picture of the floor, you know, which very few players can do. Mm. And that was one of the things when I was with the Lakers and Steve Nash was at the end of the career, if you watch him – he always knew where everybody else was. 
and he knew who was defending them and what the best play to make was. And Vasa is the same way. Uh, his awareness, uh, his feel for uh, what the best thing for the team is on the floor, you can see in a very short period of time, uh, is elite. Um, that just you don't teach that stuff. And he's uh, he's a very interesting guy. I mean, his first sport, believe it or not, was he was a downhill racer and skiing <laughs> wow. um, because they grew up in the mountains of Serbia. And then when they moved to a more urban area, uh, his choices were either basketball or soccer. So fortunately, he decided to play basketball. But he's, uh, he's also got great size. He's a tough guy. And he's played in huge games. So um, I think it's going to be very exciting to watch him here and see all that he can develop into and bring to the team. You mentioned your dad. Uh, fathers and sons in sports, I mean, you know it, I know it. It's, it's a thing. It's, uh, it's bonding. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an important part of the relationships that we have with uh, our dads, a lot of us anyway. And so for you know, so many of us, media fans and, and others, to sit there a few nights ago and watch Del Curry not only call a game of Seth's in a Hornets uniform, but to wear number 30. Cliff, you've been around a long time, man. You've seen a lot of players come and go. You've seen multiple generations. How cool was that? Uh, it's it's got to be a great feeling. I mean, and see, of, of all five of these guys, um, Seth's the one that I have the most comfort level with because the year I did the consulting thing in Brooklyn, you know, he was playing there. And listen, this guy is, he's a pro's pro. He's a great competitor. He's an unbelievable teammate. But I don't think people realize he's tough as nails. And he he will play well every night. You never have to worry about whether or not you're going to get his best. Um, and he's got real, real NBA skill. Um, and it's not just spot-up shooting, as you saw the other night. He's a very good pick-and-roll player. He's very good playing without the ball. But he's also a very underrated defender. Team defense is good. He's good with his hands. Um, but I was ecstatic when I heard he was, you know, one of the guys coming here just because, again, they always say you never know a guy until you're around him. And I've been around him. Uh, and he just brings qualities to a team, similar to what you were talking about with Grant, that are very hard to find now. Cliff, two quick things. I'll let you go. Um, I, I think it's, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. We've had some conversations and I've taken the feedback from listeners the last couple of days since the trade deadline on Brandon Miller and, and what they want to see, what they hope to see and wondering, you know, what this means for him. He's a rookie. Um, and I know you've spoken a lot about, you know, the things that he's done this year, much of it, very positive. He's also played a lot of minutes. Um, you know, how do these trades, how does the reshaping of this roster, you know, impact the way you manage him the rest of the way? What are you asking of, of Brandon Miller the rest of the way? He's played fantastic as of late. Oh, he's been unbelievable. And, no, I, you know, like one night, one thing the other night I did, as I've made notes to myself, he can't be taking just eight shots, you know, which is what happened the other night. And he doesn't care. Um, but – you know, he's just too good of a player, and he's, he's playing too well for that to happen. Now, again, and I talked to him about it this morning, and he knows the foul trouble was a big factor in that too, you know, because it kind of took us out of rhythm in what we've been doing for him. But I think that <clears throat> playing with these guys gives him will give him a lot more room on the floor, um, which is what happened the first game. Uh, it's not going to change his utilization. He's going to be a go-to player. Now, he may get a couple less minutes, which would be best for him. 
But these things, Kyle, that you're talking about, this is the stuff that will kind of play out in these first eight to ten games that we've got to figure out, you know, the playing groups, who's best playing with who. Um, but, look, he's, he, he, this guy has a chance to be, you know, an incredible player, and his development will always be a priority regardless of who he's on the floor with. Last thing, uh, I'd have a lot of listeners mad at me if I didn't ask you about Trey Mann. You mentioned him there a few minutes back, but, I mean, this kid's a former top 20 pick. Um, you know, we've already seen some big assist numbers, some good offensive night. I mean, it's two games, but, you know, we've seen some good stuff, and he feels like, you know, at 23 years old, uh, a new setting might really serve him well. How do you use him? What kind of player is he? What, what's, you know, what, what do you think is – how does he fulfill his potential, I guess, Trey Mann? Um, well, I, I think the first thing in just talking to him is, you know, just because he wasn't playing as much this year as he had in the other two years, I think it's getting his confidence back and his rhythm back. Um, so, uh, you know, look, he has 16 assists in two games. He has lived in the paint. His decision-making has been good. You watch him work out. He can shoot, but he can really play off the dribble. And, uh, you know, he's a good, good guy. Um, and I think that he has, you know, a ton of potential. Um, he just got into a situation there where, look, they have a lot, a lot of good players and, you know, you can't play them all, you know? So I think that, you know, we were fortunate to have him here. Um, and I too, I think that he can be a two-way player. His defense has been uh, very solid also. And, and again, to win in this league, you've got to have two-way guys. You know, if you look at the best teams, they're going to be good in offense, good in defense. I mean, I watched, uh, you know, those guys on Oklahoma City film. You know, Oklahoma City's top five in offense and defense. You're going to win. And that comes with having guys that you can get a buy-in in on both ends of the floor. So, like I told them yesterday, is I've loved watching our film and the way we're moving the ball. But every one of those new guys is trying hard on defense. And that's been these two games. Look, we held Indiana the other night uh, with all of their guys. That was their second lowest point production of the year. And our defense was particularly in the fourth quarter, really, really good. And I'm hoping that we can build both an offensive game and a defensive game so we can be balanced enough to have a chance every night. Hey, Coach, great catching up. Appreciate the time. We've kept you long enough. Good luck tonight. All right. Thank you. There you go, Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach, with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline ahead of tonight's battle against the Atlanta Hawks. Final game before the NBA trade deadline, and uh, he seems like a man. Somebody said earlier, Steve seems great, um, but is it just me or does he talk in a very lethargic manner? Uh, could, could that maybe be why the team has played the way that it has? No, I don't think Steve's demeanor is why the team played the way that they did. Quite frankly, I think that locker room was devoid of leadership before the trade deadline. I mean, look at the locker room. Even Gordon Hayward, who can provide some leadership, I mean, he's he's gone most of the time. You know, there's just there wasn't enough leadership in that locker room. Now look at it. You got Seth. You got Grant. You're bringing in Misich, who look he's not he's new to the NBA, but he's a 30 year old grown ass man who's played against NBA players in the past when he was in the EuroLeague. Um, then then you look at. Uh, Trey Mann's young, but Davies Bertans has been around. He's 31 years old. These guys are pros. They show up. You know, they have their pregame routines. Um, they, they don't need to be told twice how to do things. That's why, and I said this earlier, I, I've been saying all along, when people bring up the coach, the general manager, KB, what are they going to do? 
right? I, I, you know, they're going to fire the coach. We, we got to have a new coach, a new general manager. My, my thought all along has been, well, it's probably going to happen organically because there's new ownership here now. That's a fair expectation, or at least it's a safe expectation that when new ownership gets here, they typically want to reshape the organization in their image, do the things that they want to do. That's the whole point of buying a team, right? So you, you might say, as somebody did to me earlier, well, KB, Mitch isn't going anywhere. We, we can't even entertain keeping Cliff if we're not getting rid of Mitch Kupchak. Mitch is moving into an advisory role. Like, I, I'm assuming he's going to get an office out of this, okay? But, like, they're hiring a new general manager and president of basketball operations. That person is going to make the decisions, all of them. Like, Mitch, Mitch can be consulted. I'm sure he will be consulted to some degree, but he will not have final say over anything anymore. So I, when it comes to Clifford, I'm pretty transparent about this. I think Steve Clifford is a very good basketball coach, personally. Before last season, he had made the playoffs in 50% of the seasons he'd been a head coach. In Charlotte and Orlando, in, he didn't do it in L.A. and New York. He didn't do it in Dallas and Chicago, over two stints in Dallas and Chicago. He did it in Charlotte and Orlando. And his best two players were Kimball Walker and Nikola Vucevic. Right, and yeah, that's a great point. And more importantly, like these guys like him. The players, LaMelo loves him. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges has said that, you know, he's part of the reason he wants to stick around, I believe, is because Steve Clifford. Brandon Miller loves Steve Clifford. I'm not saying you got to keep a guy just because the players like him, but they don't like him because he's easy on them. They don't like him. They don't like him because he's a pushover, right? In fact, it's quite the, they like him because he coaches them and he wants to treat them like adults, but he didn't have enough adults in his locker room before the trade deadline, literally and figuratively. He didn't have enough adults in his locker room. So again, I understand if you just want a fresh start and it's like, Hey KB, he probably shouldn't have come back the second time. Nice guy knows ball, but it's probably time for a fresh start. I get that. I, I understand if that's your perspective. But if you're arguing, as some are, that Steve should have the chance now to coach these final, what amounts to, I think, 31 games, including the last two, coach for his job, audition for his job, now that we got a locker room full of adults, you know, surrounding the young core, I'm completely open to that. I really am. 704-570-9610. Smoke, it sounds like you are too. I I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if, I'm sorry, I don't know if new ownership's going to let him do that, but I think you're open to it. I'm somewhat open to it just because I know Steve's a good coach. I just don't know. It's one of those things though, where if you let him go, how many people are going to want him as a head coach? You know, I just, in some well, ways, probably none. Pro- yeah. It's like, so why would you want to put yourself out there in that situation? Give this guy another chance when you know what he is. I like Steve Clifford. I just think maybe his time has run through here in Charlotte and just get through the season. I, I think that's the way it should be. Didn't fi- find your own head coach to go with your new president. It's essentially, I want them to do what the Carolina Panthers did this offseason, get yourself a new president of basketball operations and get yourself a new ho- head coach to align themselves. I just I, I don't want feelings to get away in this. I, I like Clifford. He's done a tremendous job in a lot of years that he was here in Charlotte. It's just I think it's one of those situations where the stars just never really aligned with Steve here. Where he was a good coach, he just didn't have the right general manager or the right type of people around him uh rob just said whoever just texted about clifford being lethargic doesn't watch the games clifford can clearly be heard on every tv broadcast yelling like crazy now that that part's true if you watch the tv broadcast you can often hear steve clifford could anyway before the trade deadline lighting into his team especially on the defensive end and it makes a lot of sense when he was coaching alongside tom Thibodeau. yeah i mean you he, he might not be the most titillating speaker when he's on the radio i think he's fine yeah but he might not be titillating to you on the radio 
but he's fiery on the sidelines, and he always has been. Mr. Sarcastic said, give Cliff an advisory role, too. Um, <laughs> all right. Queso uh, got to him. I mean, Cheese Cat says if Cliff does come back, he won't do any more interviews. Why? Why wouldn't he? Why? Because of the text we're reading? <laughs> I think I think he's okay. All right, 704-570-9610. Keep hitting us up. Uh, somebody else, by the way, said, who can watch the TV broadcast? Well, anybody who wants to pay $25 a month for Bally or or whenever the uh, the new Amazon deal starts. Do we have an update on that, by the way? Have you seen no, anything? Not recently, no. Boy, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, if they just go ahead and throw those things on Amazon? Yeah. That, that'd be nice. But there are other ways. All right, we'll come back. We'll catch you up on the latest. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Coming up Thursday morning on the Mac and Bone Show is the national media not giving the ACC its due respect. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Texter's writing in. Sardine Water, still top five name on the text line. Sardine Water says if Steve Clifford goes 750 the remainder of the year, I will accept him back. All right, so if he wins three quarters of his game, 75% of his games the rest of the way, then you'll accept him back. What, what, what does that amount to? 31 games, uh, three quarters of that is was it like 16? 16 get no, no that's like oh, 23, not, I'm sorry, 24 no, 23 20, <laughs> I promise I was getting there um I was doing <laughs> You've not had a good day with math me and Matt have not done well today I, I feel like I've got something in my brain right now that's clogging the math you know portion of my brain it's that blue chew it might be the blue chew um all I know is though you know you're yeah so uh 31 games three quarters about 22 23 games so if he goes 22 and 9 23 and 8 21 and 10 I definitely would be more for it Hmm. but I just don't think they're still going to go that well. I think well, I'm trying to be honest with him. Like I know the Pacers are a good team, but they're still flawed. Like the Grizzlies, they're a team that's in the lost year that they're injured to hell and back. And they're heck they've had worse injury luck than the Hornets this year, Kyle. And I mean, I know job ja was out for the first 25 due to off the court stuff, but it's one of those situations where the Grizzlies, it, they're just kicking a can down the road, just waiting until they get everything back next year. So, yes, it's good for them to win. It was even more impressive for them to beat the Pacers, but I also know the Pacers are a flawed team and they're not going to make a deep run. So, I, I think – but then again, I can't complain as much, Kyle, because they've lost to the Pistons twice this year. So, it's one of those situations where it's just good to see them win games against NBA teams two games in a row – and it feels like that they could finish the year around 500 with the last 30 games or so. Yeah, I got you. Um, 704, 704 number says he doesn't want Steve Clifford back under any circumstances next year. 
Uh, Kyle F says they're not going 750 the rest of the way, which might be the most legitimate. You know, that might be the best argument of all. Hard to believe that a team that's tw- that was 12 and 41, or that is 12 and 41, is suddenly going to win 22 of 31 to finish the season. I get that, uh, but it is a. Steve just said it there a minute ago. He said, "Hey, one guy can change your locker room. One guy can change the makeup of your team." They brought in five new guys. They they purged the locker room of six players: Gordon, Terry, PJ. Um, uh, James Booknight, Ish Smith, who was, I mean, that's guy, he's a good locker room guy, right? Uh, but we, and we like Ish, but Ish Smith, Frank Nilakina, they completely turned over the locker room. So I think that matters. And, and it, it at least gives me a reason to see what they can do the rest of the way. Um, I also got some clarification from my guy, Cheese Cat, uh, we, Queso Gato. He was the guy who said, if Cliff does come back, he won't do any more interviews. And I said, why? And he said, well, straight from an interview to talking about replacing him, he's gotten a raw deal here. Let him coach a real team. Okay, listen, cheese cat, you're my guy. We got a longstanding relationship here. But like when you say, oh, straight from an interview to talking about replacing him, Steve knows how this works. Steve knows how this works. Steve listens to sports talk radio. Steve knows that his job's on the line. Steve doesn't expect me to sugarcoat things like that. He knows better. We have to talk about replacing him because the whole league thinks he might be replaced. The GM just essentially got let go, but is now being demoted to an advisory role. And this is, say what you will about Mitch. Mitch is one of the more recognizable GMs that also helped keep the Lakers afloat throughout the 2000s through some tough times as well. And he's, you know, very respected in terms of GMs of the last 25 years. And he essentially got let go. It's like, hey, we're moving in a different direction. As good as Cliff is, he doesn't have the you know the credentials that Mitch Kupchak has as a GM. So what makes me think that you know Clifford's going to stay if Kupchak can't stay? You know? Yeah, no, I hear you. And I don't mean that as a spike because I like Cliff, but it, use a frame from a different head coach here in Charlotte. It is what it is, Kyle. <laughs> hey, salesman says bring back Clifford and hell, bring back Marty Herney while we're at it. We always settle for mediocrity in this city. Uh, but listen, my condition was if he goes out there and goes like, you know, 21 and 10, the rest of the way with a team full of grownups that doesn't he at least get a second thought. Should he get a set? It's a question because I don't blame anybody to your point salesman. I don't blame anybody who's ready for a fresh start. And I, I'll repeat that again. If you just want a fresh start, we get it. Everybody gets it. But I, I feel badly for Steve Clifford because I think this team was so devoid of leadership and maturity and toughness. And want to over the last ten, uh, over the last two years, we finally see what a team full of grown-up adult pros look like, and he's coaching them, and it feels like it's night and day. Like if they go out there and win tonight, the Hawks are struggling a bit. You know, they're not an awesome team. They're going to be without, I think, both Kongwu and Capella tonight. So I mean, it won't be the most impressive win of the world, but you know. Well, yes, it will because we meet, we get to keep the pig if we win. Oh yeah, the the fake trophy. Yes. Can we that- st- get like. They, they got to stop doing that, right? I know we, we just found out about it this year. I know you and I were chanting like "keep the pig" yesterday, but like we got to stop doing this, right? I, we didn't even know it was a thing until Georgia's not a barbecue state. No, nobody thinks of barbecue when they think of the state of Georgia. No, when you think of barbecue, you think of North Carolina, Tennessee, specifically Memphis, Kansas City. You said Tennessee? Oh no, I don't think Tennessee. I think I think Memphis. I don't yeah, think Memphis. Tennessee. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair. I think the Carolinas, I think Memphis. Yeah. Kansas City. Nah. It's good. Their stuff's good. Yeah. But to me, when I say barbecue, I think pork. Okay. 
That's that's, and that's me. That's a hangup that I've got. I'll admit that. But would you include South Carolina? Yeah. Okay. I just think the Carolinas. If you're asking me which of the Carolinas has better barbecue, the answer is North Carolina, obviously, Ugh. clearly. But yeah, I just I, the stuff they got in Texas and Kansas City. Somebody says, "Uh, Texas." Yeah, but it's beef. When I think barbecue, I I think pork. That's just me, though. Some people agree with me. Some people won't. The guy's like, "Uh, Texas." I mean, yeah, the brisket's great. I got no problem. The ribs are fine. I can get great ribs in St. Louis too, though. Anyway, seven hundred four number here says it's only been two games. Settle down. God, some people just don't want to enjoy anything. Nobody's telling you to throw a parade or go buy jerseys yet. But, man, if you like basketball, you've at least given, been given reason to care and enjoy yourself. We had Mike in Lake Tahoe text in. Yes, you heard that right. Mike in Lake Tahoe texted in to say, hey, I watch every Hornets game from Lake Tahoe using NBA League Pass. The new players are making it, so I'm getting my money's worth. It's also good to hear Eric Collins and Dell. See what I'm saying? Like, if you, I understand your point. So we, we, we went through this the other day. It was like, oh, you're acting like they want a playoff game. You're acting like they want a championship. No, I'm acting like a sport that I love to watch and the local team that I cover and root for is finally acting like a professional basketball team when they're on the floor. That's all. That's all. 704-570-9610. Anyway, uh, we still have some stuff to get to. Steve Clifford, <laughs> Steve Wilkes, rather, has been fired in San Francisco. He's been fired in San Francisco. And a lot of folks have strong thoughts about it. Steve Clifford's been fired. Good Lord. Steve Wilkes has been fired. You're getting your Steves mixed up. I got to talk about everybody named Steve today. Steve Wilkes has been fired today. And while there are some people on the text line saying, hey, this was justifiable. I, I, I don't know that I. I don't think you could argue that based on simply the football aspect of things. If you're telling me there, there was a bad fit, they couldn't get along. Like people are saying, oh, well, Shanahan saw that cover zero or that zero blitz call, had to call timeout, and that was the last straw. All right, well, should Steve Wilkes have called timeout when, you know, Shanahan kept dialing up deep balls for Brock Purdy when he should have been handing the ball to Christian McCaffrey? I just It just feels like Kyle Shanahan is scapegoating people again. I saw Jason Lockenfora tweeting that a little while ago. Uh, called him the ultimate scapegoater. See if I can find that again. But Lockenfora went in on, on Kyle Shanahan. Called him the ultimate scapegoater. Pointed out all of his, all of his flaws, all the things that he's done over the years to scapegoat, scapegoat others. I mean, best of luck to him. But I don't know how many times you got to watch Kyle Shanahan fail in a big game before somebody finally looks at him and said, "You know what? I think it's you. I think it might be you, Kyle. And you know, you and your system—that's the star. Maybe it's just maybe it's not meant to be. What do you think, Smoke?" I mean, maybe uh, he needs to get, you know, one of those hats that, you know, been going around over the years, run the damn ball. Someone might need to uh, wear that hat for him in the second half of the Super Bowls if he ever gets back. Because if they ran the ball a little bit more, I mean, look, I understand that that's the game where you overuse Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian understands it's like, hey, Super Bowl only get so many shots, but it's not like they have a bum as a backup. I don't know if people, I bet some App State fans remember this name, Elijah Mitchell. Remember him, Raging Cajun? Yeah, that dude's a hell of a running back, man. Sound like damn John Gruden, but that dude's a hell of a running back. So you could, it's not just one. And plus you could use use check. Use check's been a all pro fullback for the last decade. Come on. It's it just, he's oversimplifying things. Sometimes it's not that hard. Just use your noodle. Use it wisely. Use your noodle. I like that. 
It's actually an old Francesa <laughs> saying. No, I like it, though. I really like it. Use your noodle. It feels like something your grandpa says to you, doesn't it? Yeah. It's good stuff. It's a New Yorker saying. Really? I just heard Mike Francesa say it a lot I don't in know, clips. I'm not sure if that's a New York thing. Oh, okay. Let's go to Smoke on the Headlines. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Alrighty, Kyle. Uh, forgot to mention this yesterday, but a pretty big announcement for high school sports in the Carolinas, specifically North Carolina this year. The Panthers are hosting, hosting the second annual Keep Pounding High School Classic at Bank of America on August 22nd, and it'll be a doubleheader this year. The four teams playing will be Myers Park and Independence taking on each other, followed by Providence Day and Weddington. Very cool. Good for high school football. What else you got? All right, keeping things local here. If you're at the Dowd YMCA, you might have a seven-footer coming back into the gym. That's because Hassan Whiteside has officially retired from NBA basketball. Mr. Played at half the Gaston County Schools. You know what's funny? As soon as you said that to me, you made that joke about, you know, the, the Dowd Y needs to watch out. As soon as I walked out of the studio and down the hall, I heard Ace from 1025 The Block talking about hooping at the Dowd Y and P.J. Hairston. It was crazy. You talked about it, and as soon as I walked out the door, he starts talking about the time that he watched P.J. Hairston get worked at the Dowd Y or something. I don't know. That should have been a telltale sign. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? All right. And uh, Adam Silver has spoken to Pat McAfee earlier today, and he said Las Vegas is definitely an expansion candidate. Of course, the two two or three cities that have been mentioned in expansion talks for the NBA in the future have been Las Vegas, Seattle, and even Mexico City. All right. We'll come back and wrap up the show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
Join the Mac and Bone Show Thursday. Plenty of Panther talk. J.J. Jansen joins us for his weekly segment. And we have draft talk as well. Sports Radio 92.7 WFN. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Let go in San Francisco. Today is the D.C. The Charlotte native once again looking for work. And uh, we've been talking about that throughout the course of the show. Uh, also updating you on the situation in Kansas City where at today's Chiefs Super Bowl parade, uh, there was a shooting that at least to the best of our knowledge, the, the latest reporting involves about 14 individuals who have been shot. One, one we know has been confirmed dead. Um, several others in critical condition. I'm going to leave it there in terms of what we know about the details. Uh, we know also there are two suspects that are in custody and have been in custody for some time now. Reports of a third as well, but uh, I, I haven't seen any confirmation of that in a while. So I'm sure as the hours go on into the night, there will be more details coming out of it. But, you know, we have some listeners out there in the Kansas City area that listen on the stream every day. Uh, one prominently, KC Steve, has been texting in with his updates throughout the show as well. But uh, obviously, we're sending love and, and good thoughts out to the friends in Kansas City and everyone out there who's dealing with this. Just a tragic day and uh, incredibly unfortunate once again to have a celebratory and, you know, just uplifting type of event ruined by violence. So... Uh, again, we're thinking about the folks in Kansas City today. Casey Steve did just actually hit us up a couple of minutes ago and said, trying to find some humor today. Uh, you should see the confusion here when I try to explain the difference between mustard-based, ketchup-based, and vinegar-based barbecue and the regions that they're in to the folks in Kansas City. That's what I said. Um, you, you can say I'm wrong. That's fine. I don't care. We can argue about it. But Smoke and I were talking great barbecue because we got Hornets and Hawks tonight. And what's the name of the trophy that just popped up a year? Is it the barbecue trophy? Is that it? It's the barbecue series. It's like the rivalry series. I, and we didn't even know about this, but I Ashley just, I think Ashley and a couple other people just found a trophy just hanging around the arena. It was like a concept, <laughs> it was like a concept trophy that somebody came up with years ago, but that never used. And they found it. It was like, you know what? This, this works. It's like nobody associates Georgia with barbecue. Uh, Georgia, peaches, the Braves. Tell me people that the people that came up with this idea are from the north without telling me you're wow, from the north. That's okay. I didn't think about that. I but mean, yeah, am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. It could be you could be right about that. Um, but yeah, Steve checking in to say, hey, because Steve's from obviously the Carolinas. And he's saying, I gotta explain to these people the difference between mustard, ketchup, and vinegar based and the regions that they're associated with. I like the Midwest thing. I like Texas brisket. Um, it's not that I don't think it's good food, it's outstanding. But when I think barbecue, I think pork. Anyway, 704-570-9610. Uh, Scott Meisenheimer says perhaps Kyle Shanahan should reflect on the fact that Steve Wilkes shut Kansas City down for the first one, one and a half quarters, and his offense couldn't grab a commanding lead from your favorite college president. Scott happens to be the president of Pfeiffer University. We appreciate him listening every day. Uh, that's the case that's been made by many. Two touchdowns for Kansas City on Sunday in 13 possessions, 16 points in regulation. You know, they finished fourth in DVOA on the season. Um, look, there are reasons here. There are reasons that people think that this was a scapegoat job. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan certainly is to blame for his side of the football, but it, it, what's done is done here. What's done is done. More textures blowing us up. Uh, 910 number just simply saying Wilkes is definitely the scapegoat. Shanahan is not a genius. 704 number called Shanahan the B-word. Uh, the architect of the biggest sports job, the choke job in sports history. 
can't handle the weight of his own failures in the Super Bowl, 28 to 3, will live in infamy. He was responsible for putting the ball in Purdy's hands and not the hands of the best offensive player in the league, CMC. He was responsible for not telling his team the new overtime rules. He was responsible for scapegoating Wilkes after Wilkes put together a top eight defense. He will never be better than his father. That's from the text. I, I mean, that's also not a slide as well. Do we th- does he ever? I mean, he keeps he's knocking on the door, but he's been knocking on the door. Do we think Kyle Shanahan ever gets one? It's funny because guess who's the guy that beat him? It's another guy who forever we thought, yeah, he's not going to win. He's right. just going to fall short. So we could be totally wrong because Andy Reid is now one of, considered one of the best coaches of all time. But forever he was considered a bridesmaid. So it could change, but he's 44 do, years old. Yeah, but rarely do any people get the, the amount of chances at winning a ring that Andy Reid has gotten. So who knows? Yeah, okay. But you, you never know. I, he's probably one of those guys that does because – we can talk all the trash we want to. He's done a tremendous job in San Fran. It's just they haven't won a big one. Unfortunately for him, he's coaching a franchise that has won five Super Bowls. Yeah. I, to your point, Andy Reid didn't get his first one until 61 years old. Shanahan's 44, right? So, you know, by that logic, Kyle Shanahan's got 17 years to do what Andy Reid's done. 17 years. So I I don't think we write Kyle Shanahan off, even if you hate him. But man, he is the common thread in all these failures. No doubt. Uh, Carolina Cowboys says, LOL, Shanahan is the reason he's just not a big time coach. And he has proven that year over year. This bleep isn't rocket science. Got a lot of that coming in. Somebody else called him a nepotism baby. All right, I'm going to leave that there. Let's let's catch you up on what you've missed. It's time for the rewind. Hour number one, Matt Darty, Coach Matt Darty, back for his Wednesday visit, and here are his thoughts on his growing concerns for the Carolina defense after a loss at Syracuse last night. So I think what really gets you is the defense. 62.5%, 47% from the three for Syracuse. That's not good enough. That's not acceptable. And so you, 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 you can't give up defense travels. You know, when you play in the Carrier Dome, you're worried about your shooting because it's just a weird place. It's such a big place that the backgrounds are so different than what you used to. It's the defense that you should be able to count on. And they have played really good defense until late. They're getting dribbled penetrated and when you go against big guards they're shooting over our smaller guards like Cadeau and RJ Davis so you get into the lane you can shoot over them and and we don't have shot blocking Baycott is not a great shot blocker he had one block we had one block as a team that's not good enough you know and so again the margin of error we look like we could beat anybody when we play Duke at home but we're two and two and three in the last five games later in the show Corey Miller, pastor of pain decade in the NFL as a linebacker, saying he thinks the Steve Wilkes firing has some personal beef behind it. This, to me, it has to be something inside. It's, it's a, you know, it's personal. That's what I believe. I mean, you can't tell me he's the reason and, oh, he's different. And, like, you did not know that before you hired him, right? Come on, man. That, to me, is just a slap in the face. And, and again, I, I just don't respect that decision at all because – there's no reason that you can say to me or make me believe he should have been fired. Later in the show, and finally, we chatted with Hornets head coach Steve Clifford. 
Here he is on the instant impact. Grant Williams is brought to the Hornets locker room. I mean, I, I think this league, so much of it, the guys that are hard to find now are guys that you know are going to play hard uh, and they have good IQ. And he's, you know, has both of those uh, aspects of his game. I mean, he's very smart. He's very, if you see him, he's super verbal on the floor, which is so important, as you know, to help your teammates play well. Uh, he also uh, has a, you know, he's, he's played in big games uh, for Boston deep into the playoffs and played well. So uh, he's a talented guy. He's super smart. He's super competitive. Uh, and he's had great experiences. And I think he's already bringing that to our team and into our locker room. That's the Rewind. To look back into the show each and every day as we wrap things up as a reminder to get us wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Just search The Kyle Bailey Show. Subscribe and download. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we are back tomorrow on this show, but back in about seven minutes, top of the hour for Hornets pregame. Travis T-Bone Hancock joins me. Hornets and Hawks tonight, the final game before the NBA All-Star break. Join us, won't you? For Smoke Ludwig, I'm Kyle Bailey. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.